Welcome to Soulful, the podcast, a powerful destination for soul-led women that are seeking that irresistible invitation to lead a more meaningful, purposeful, and soul-aligned life. This is a free conscious education tool by Layla Steed, a psychic medium, healer, and mentor for women that are ready to embrace their soul-aligned life. So come in, sit down, and take a listen. Good morning and welcome to episode eight of Soulful the Podcast. I have just wrapped up being at home sick for a few days and during that time I decided to sit in a lot of stillness. I decided to really honour my body, uh, which I haven't done for quite some time. So you'll notice that my voice is a little bit different today. I've just come out of it. But during that time, I actually sat down and I had a long, hard think about uh, quite a few commonalities between all of the readings that I have been doing lately around dating, around relationships, around honoring self and feeling held. Now, that is what we're going to touch base on in today's episode because A lot of women have really, really struggled with that. There are a lot of women out there currently that are really struggling with that. I can see this in my DMs. I can see this when I open up to one question time on Instagram where I give free intuitive advice back to women that are in need that might not be able to afford a reading yet. I can see the commonalities that are coming through. I can see the common themes and This is something that I have sat with and I'm like, how do I help this? I'm in the trenches too. I'm dating as well. Not currently dating, but I'm a single woman and, you know, you're always kind of half looking, if that makes sense. Um, And I'm in the trenches there. I'm in the trenches with so many of my clients, you know, I'm in the same boat. And just because I might deal with things a little bit more differently and obviously, from a more intuitive space. It doesn't mean that it's any easier being in that boat. Sometimes, you know, it can be really hard. But so many women that are in marriages as well that are struggling with deep worth, you know, trauma, trauma that is stemming from lack of being worthy, lack of being made to feel heard when they were little girls, you know, lack of not understanding self or not understanding others or not understanding what is coming through and that's okay, you know, and that's okay. I'm not here to judge. I'm here to hold space, but it is something that has really triggered that deep. I need to help this kind of feeling within my soul that real, okay, I'm seeing a trend here. How do I help this? How do I put my hand out and say, I'll show you the way. How do I come from my intuitive space and use that to help others on a, on a bigger scale? Because, Obviously, we go into it very, very deeply on our one-on-one readings, but let's start off with this because this is what I've written down so far. Have you ever met someone and they might have had a few undesirable traits, right? And you chose to overlook them for whatever reason. Could have been a giant red flag. It could have been a few red flags. It could have been a few green flags mixed in with the red or um, a few moments that left you kind of cocking your eyebrow, looking at them, you know, scratching your face like, mm, I don't know, I'm feeling something's a bit off with what you're saying. 
have you had that feeling where you're like, hey, people can change. It only takes my magic love and I'm different to people in their past, right? Wrong. (laughs) Now, maybe they might drink heavily. Maybe they smoke a hell of a lot. Maybe they use drugs. Maybe they had a toxic past with their ex-partner. Maybe they communicate with you really terribly or they're always uh, shoulda, woulda, coulda kind of people. They lack empathy. Maybe they had a history of cheating. Look, whatever it is that showed up for you in the beginning, let's kind of unpack that, right? Now, I'm going to start with drinking, smoking, using drugs because if a soul did not choose to make that change for themselves, especially when it comes to something that compromises their health and their ability to be here on earth, then you need to beware of what that means underneath it all for them. We're so quick to say, oh, such and such, you know, they drink a little bit too heavily. You know, they're known for smoking two packs a day. They have a history of taking drugs, not in their past, but regularly and recently. And that's okay. You know, people do have, they go through ups and downs in life, but it doesn't mean that we don't look at it from a point of unpacking it, right? It doesn't mean that we don't look at it and go, what does this mean underneath it all for me as someone that's looking at this person as a person or partner? as someone that I want to have in my future, or for those of you that are partnered currently, as someone that is going to continue to be in my future, right? Because we've got to edit our lives ruthlessly. It's our masterpiece after all, as they say. Now, in matters of maintaining health, for example, anything that's a threat to that health, it actually means that this person has no regard for self. And that's dangerous, If they self-medicate, self-soothe because they can't cope with their bigger issues at play, which is why they're pacifying themselves. It could be that they reach for alcohol. It could be that they reach for cigarettes multiple times a day. It could be that they reach for drugs, both over-the-counter, prescribed or illicit, whatever it might be. Whatever it is, they are running from something and it's going to eventually catch up with them. Because there is a level of self-loathing and self-avoidance as an undertone here. And it should be treated accordingly. Right? Because what they're going to do is they're going to go from using that, whatever it might be, that vice to using you to pacify their deeper issues. They might even say, I'll stop for you. I'm going to work on it. I'm going to seek help. But it shows that if they stop for you, that they actually place the way that you view them on a higher pedestal than they view themselves. What does this mean for you, right? It means that you will consistently need to lift that person up as they self-abandon, right? Now, at first, you may think, what an honour it is that this person wants to improve themselves for me. 
let me tell you, that honour is going to quickly fade to exhaustion once the issues that they have been self-pacifying against come to the surface, when the self-medication ceases or your view of them alters and they can sense that change. They can sense the change in frequency. They can sense the change in you showing up. They can sense that change in you kind of going, hmm, I'm no longer viewing it as a victim kind of allowing you to be the victim, allowing that victim mindset to come through. And once they sense that change, you are living in dangerous waters, right? Because people that have self-medicated to run from some facet of who they are and then they sense a change in the person that they've gone from using that to pacify to using them to pacify if they sense a change in your behaviour and your thoughts and your feelings about them after they've put them, put you on a pedestal above how they feel about themselves, they're going to freak out. <laughs> they're going to do all kinds of things like a you know, naughty little child or a teenager acting out is going to do, right? Now, quite often these same people, they'll have a toxic ex story right? And some, sometimes they might not have a history of drug use, but this is just people that we're speaking of in general. When you're looking at someone from a point of, do I want to keep this person in my life or do I want to date them? They'll have a toxic ex story quite, quite often. Now, I'm not going to go into that too deeply, but in matters of continuing to date that person, to continue to be married to that person, to continue to invest your time and energy, I want you to start to beware of the way that they discuss that person. Beware of the light in which they paint that person because one day that's how they're, they're going to paint you. How they mention the story. Be very careful and really unpack that when they're, when they're speaking on it. Really, really watch consciously how they unpack that story about what happened, what their truth is. Because sometimes when they speak of how they were wronged, it's actually their subconscious is articulating their greatest unmet needs of self and not their ex-partner's greatest flaws. Right? So I want you to read between the lines and take all of the truth with a grain of salt because you can't understand that truth fully if you weren't there, right? Some people will use this toxic ex story as a tactic to self-victimize. Women in particular, they will use it as the damsel in distress signal to try to ignite the masculine's protective nature. Some women do this quite manipulatively and other women do this in a subconscious way without even realising that that is something that they are drawing on. Some men will also use it to try to vilify and disown their part in that story. Focus on one thing only when it comes to these stories. How does that person and this story make you feel 
And how does your nervous system respond to that feeling, right? Now, one of the most valuable things that you can do in any relationship, whether it's dating and you've just met this person or you've been in a relationship for a long time or you're within a marriage, is to learn how to read people's subtext. Read between the lines. (laughs) You need to learn to hear their truth, but you need to also learn to discern from your own about them. And what I mean by that is learn their truth of their story of their past, but don't let that taint the truth of what your own soul, what your own nervous system, what your own intuition is actually speaking to you about them. Right? If a soul begins to show you poor communication skills, if they have a history of breakups and broken promises and I do's that quickly turn into I don'ts, then you could be dealing with someone that has terrible communication. Right? Now, the reality here is none of us are easy to be with, right? I'm not sitting back here on my throne going, this is what could happen. This is what might happen. None of us are easy to be with. We all struggle with something. We all have a history. We all have some form of trauma. And for some people, it's even the fact that they don't have trauma right? Funny that, hey. We all have something that we struggle from. We all have something that we need to unpack more deeply, that our soul might run from, that our nervous system is like, "Eh, eh, I'm going to keep you safe. I'm not going to go over there. But so many women I'm seeing are staying in relationships or are keeping and entertaining mediocrity from men. Or mediocre communication skills, or mediocre feelings, or mediocre love. And then they're they're trying to make up excuses for these men, but he's this way, but he's struggling with this, but this is something that I need to help him with. No. It's your soul trying to keep you comfortable. It's the ego trying to keep you from actually uncovering what's bigger at play, which is usually something within yourself that you're not feeling worthy enough to go, hey, boundaries. You know, there's a difference between being there from someone and helping them through that trauma or being a sounding board for that trauma or being someone that can stand back and hold someone and really, really hold someone through that trauma. And then that person using that trauma as an excuse for bad behavior, as an excuse for not growing, pointing the finger at you, but you made me do this. It was you. You made me behave that way because blah, blah, whatever it is. 
And I'm seeing very strong, very intelligent, absolutely beautiful women be beat down within relationships, within dating, because the sense of self-worth is not strong enough, because they may place the sense of self-worth over having a family that's together, over singledom. They might view single parents as lesser than, and that's okay. I didn't want to be one either. I get it. But we need to work at what's underneath that. And usually when we unpack it, it's a feeling of, I just can't do it on my own, which comes from what? Not having enough confidence, not backing yourself, not being in your own corner, not realizing the magnificence of the person that you are, your true magnificence, the truth of who you really are underneath it. And that's something that we all need to work on from time to time. We all have moments when we're down. We all have moments where we let someone past a boundary that we shouldn't have let them past. We all make excuses for people in the hopes that they're going to be better people, right? But when we come from a place of that deeper self-awareness and that deeper self-intuition, when we come from a place where we are whole entirely on our own as the woman that we are, changes the game. Changes the game a hell of a lot. Now, I have just noticed this in such a deep way lately. It's almost as if for the last few weeks, I've been traveling through the same lesson through different women time and time again. He doesn't show up for me. He's aggressive. He uses drugs. He's a drug addict. He's an alcoholic. I've even seen women say, yeah, but I, I pushed him to do that. I pushed him into that. He was so miserable with me that he turned to drugs. You know, I've seen women make excuses for absolutely disgusting, revolting behaviour because they've been so beat down within the relationship that their self-worth is on the ground. And this isn't a hate men campaign. This is a breeding women to have such a strong sense of self-worth that it raises the frequency, that it raises the collective. It's not about bashing men. Men, now that's an entirely different ballgame that we'll go into in a different podcast with a specialist in that field. Because that is something that I'm just like not prepared to touch unless I have an actual man on the podcast with me. Now, what I'm talking about here is what I've seen regularly the last few weeks. And when we unpack it in the readings, the women are like, oh, yeah, people did warn me against him. He did have drug issues at the start. He was a cheater. Some are even like, yeah, well, he left his partner to be with me. What you allow is what is going to continue, you know. I am just saying this and speaking this out today because I want to arm women with deeper knowledge when they walk into a relationship and deeper knowledge when they are looking at a relationship under a microscope trying to figure out, is this for me? Is this something that I should continue investing my time in? Now, generally, 
if we want to simplify it down to one phrase. If you have to question it, then you know the answer. The healthiest relationships that I know as expanders within my own life, they don't question it because they know where they are. They know where they stand. They show up for each other wholly, 100%. Not to say that they don't have wavy moments where they might have had troubles in the past, but they overcome that and they know that they've got each other's backs no matter what. If you have to question something, you know the answer. It's just the ego is trying to trick you to self-preserve, to protect yourself, to protect your heart from what? From rejection, from hurt, from sadness. The ego will always try and protect us from that, but we have to feel it to heal it, right? We have to go through it. And that's the tricky part of healing. <laughs> it's the one that we do not like, that we do not want to acknowledge. It's the ugly thing that we're like, oh, just stuff this down, put another skeleton in the closet and cover over it. It's fine. Roll it up, shove it under the rug. Let's uh, just move on. If we do that, you'll find that down the track, up it, ping, up it pops. <laughs> you can't outrun it. That's just, it is what it is. Now, I just want to point out, the signs that you ignore or choose to ignore or at the start of the podcast where we talked about those flaws, now they're just a few off the top of my mind, but the signs that you ignore in the beginning of that relationship, of that connection, of that love, where our eyes go a little bit, oh, I'm not really feeling that that's truthful or I'm kind of feeling a bit off about that. Or I don't know if that's something that I want to have in my future, but my greater judgment's being tainted. They're going to become the reasons that you leave in the end or the reasons that you are left in the end. Right. Someone that's a cheater, for example, that might have a poor moral compass. They might have a string of relationships behind them. I do's that turn into I don'ts. Yes, I'll have a baby with you. No, I'm changing my mind, I'm leaving, whatever it might be. They might have that behind them, right? But mark my words, when you overlooked that at the beginning, it is going to pop up further down the track. Mm. Now, this is something that I have really, I've sat with this. I've noticed it. I've sat and I've observed. I've held space for women over the last few weeks at incredibly deep levels. We've really gone into the depths of some ugly stuff and unpacked it together. And it's been something that I'm like, wow, you know, there's something to this. There is entire groups of women that don't even know each other that are coming to me separately for readings. But it's all about the same issues. And this tends to happen in readings just like it does in any job where there are trends, there are flows, and it's something that I did not think would happen at all in this job being that it is paranormal. It's dealing with the paranormal. It's dealing with the other side. But it's something that comes through really strongly. 
and lately it's all about relationships. It's all about that connections and it's all about abused trust. It's all about emotional abuse within the home, financial abuse within the home. And I've touched base about this on my Instagram and we've talked about it. I've opened up my DMs about it. And women have come through with some of the most incredible knowledge. Some of the most incredible aha moments for me, you know, which is what I've shared with you today in this podcast. But what we are dealing with here is women that look at relationships as if they are easy, as if they're not full of trauma, as if we don't have to work through stuff together, you know. And that's okay. We have those moments. Now, if you were one of those women that are looking at it and you're like, wow, I've had some aha moments myself here and I need to do greater work. What, where, where do I start? Start with knowing that you need to stop entertaining mediocrity when you're dating, that is, when you're in a relationship. You need to stop entertaining that. You need to stop making excuses for someone because you aren't whole on your own. Because the self-worth needs work. It's easy to point the finger and say, they did this to me, it was them. And now I'm here and I don't know, I feel like a turtle on my back just being spun around. I don't know which way's up and I don't know which way's down. And I don't know how to put one foot in front of the other. Start with self always. And it's also don't go running back to the person that abused you and don't put them on a pedestal higher than what you are. You need to put yourself first above everyone, above everything, and that goes for motherhood as well. Yes, our children are uh, are something that we place on, you know, probably an equal pedestal, but you cannot show up fully in any kind of relationship, whether it's motherhood or a relationship that you're in romantically or a friendship. If you don't know where you are at within yourself, and this is where so many people go wrong, they think that the relationship with the man or the woman comes before themselves and it does not. Or they think that the motherhood is pouring, 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 pouring from an empty cup until there's nothing left. And that makes me a good mother. No, wrong. You need to deepen that connection with self. That is why we're here as souls. Now, in matters of going back to that abuser, like I just previously talked about, you need to know that your nervous system will always choose a familiar hell over an unfamiliar heaven. Right? The nervous system will naturally and scientifically guide you away from the unfamiliar because it doesn't know where that leads. But it does know where the familiar goes, right? 
It knows that well. It can trace it like the back of its hand. It doesn't make it healthy. And it doesn't make it normal. A lot of the women that I've spoken to recently over the last few weeks, they have really just been in one of the darkest places that I've seen a woman be in. And it's been hard to watch because I was there. I was in that hole. And when I looked at it, many years after it had actually happened, what I call the big hurt, I realised that it was because I put someone's love for me on a pedestal above the love for myself. And I put that person on a pedestal above myself. And what I meant to them meant more than what I meant to me. And the relationship that we built socially and publicly meant more than the relationship that I built with myself. So when that was removed and that was taken away, I didn't know who I was. I didn't have that self-love. I didn't have that self-understanding. And I was left feeling worthless. And let me tell you, it was the horriblest, most awful feeling that I've ever felt in my life. But it's also definitely and probably, I don't know the word for it, a bit um, ironically, it was the moment that I was like, this is not going to be my story. I need to really learn to love who I am. I need to learn to love how I show up. I need to learn to love that the relationship with myself goes above the relationship of all others and that doesn't make me selfish. And for whatever reason, that was the story and the narrative that I had to break and that I had to stop telling myself. If I put people above myself, then I'm a good girl. And if I put people especially my, my romantic partner. If I put him first, I'm a good partner. I'm a good future wife. You know, that was a narrative that I really had to break down in that healing and it was heavy and it was hard. I judged myself a lot for letting it get to that point. And even that made me feel worthless, <laughs> that judgment, you know. Now, something that also came up, I'm just going through notes here that I've written down over the last few weeks has been people that have re-wounded my clients with their apologies. You know, when someone apologizes to you, it should be about their concern in the ways that they've hurt you not the way that you responded to it. A toxic apology is an intentional way to keep you tangled under their control and lack of accountability. Now, this happened to me recently. Someone apologised to me for something quite unjust and quite hurtful that they did. But in their apology was more wounding And I noticed it and I observed it and I was like, hmm, okay, interesting. 
I chose to take the high road and not really unpack that because I was like, I'm not unpacking that. It's not my shit. (laughs) It's for them to realize. But pat on the back for noticing the rewounding and the apology and not feeling the need to pull them up, not feeling the need to unpack it, just letting it be, just letting it sit on their side of the fence, not grabbing it and adding it to my baggage. Just going, okay, I see it. There's power in that, you know. There's power in realising, and it might be in hindsight, it might be after the fact, that's okay. But I just want you from this podcast, for those of you that are struggling, and you might be a client, you might not, you might have stumbled upon this randomly, you might be dating, you might be married, whatever your story is. I just want you to understand where things come from when it's in relationships of any kind to begin to notice those red flags, to begin to live from your highest, most intuitive self. I want you to start to take your power back. I want you to start to dig deep down and realise who the fuck you are again. You're a powerful woman. I want you to begin dating consciously and from a place of wholesome heart. Because so many women that I have dealt with over the last short while, they are sitting in an abuse phase. They are sitting and letting someone consistently and constantly abuse them. And then they're apologizing to their abuser. They don't have partners, they have abusers. But it means so much to them to have a partner that they're willing to let the abuse slide. They're willing to live in a miserable state because society has told us that that makes us worthy. If we're in a partnership, we're worthy. We're a worthy person. We're worthy of love. And love is the all highest that everyone seeks to receive, right? Now, I hope that within this, that if you are listening and that if you were in that abuse phase or if you were in that phase of a relationship where you're feeling like something is off, you're making excuses for their communication, for their boundaries, the way that they don't assert themselves with their boundaries or maybe they push yours. You're doing that thing where you make up a narrative about who someone really is, their potentiality rather than the reality of who they are. I want you to really start to notice that before it becomes a problem, before you lock yourself in with a ring and a beautiful storyline of what this could be. Yeah, but if I just was this. Yeah, but if they just let go of that, if they just healed this, if they just stopped drinking, stopped smoking, if they just behaved better, history will repeat itself until it is healed. Make no mistake about that. 
I want women to begin to stand in their power. I want you to realise that staying within abuse is not giving your children a family. You're giving them a permission slip to be abused in the future. You're showing them that if they just dim their light down and everything's going to be okay. A lot of you out there, you think that you're fooling your children with this falsified family unit because you're staying because of what? In the hope that he might change, in the hope he might stop being abusive. Like he always promises, I'm going to change. I'm going to seek help. I'm working on it. And the trauma stories that victimize themselves so that you feel like you need to be there to help them. For those of you that may come from trauma previously within relationships, know that our brains are actually wired for connection. But trauma rewires them for protection. That's why healthy relationships are difficult for wounded people. So it's learning to discern between what is a healthy relationship, what is a healthy red flag, and what is one that your mind is making up as a story. And I know it's hard. But this is what this podcast is about. And I hope it makes sense. And I hope that you're having great takeaways. It's okay to speak your truth. So many women recently have had throat chakra problems. Some have even had cancer that it has formed within the throat area, the throat chakra area. Speaking your truth is a vexation to the spirit. Know that, feel that in your heart. You cannot go through life dimming yourself down. right? You cannot go through life making yourself feel small or excusing abuse, excusing ill treatment, excusing absolute blatant disrespect just for the sake of peace, just for the sake of keeping the family together, which is what I've seen so many women do, pacifying themselves with, it was my fault. If I had been more intimate, if I had been more available, if I had been the bigger person, if I had been talking more, whatever it is, whatever the narrative is that you've been conned into thinking was your fault. I've seen so many women do this. And that's okay. If you're okay with your children having a family unit that is together at the sake of your own happiness, at the sake of your own values, because you're compromising your own spirit, your own soul, you're sacrificing yourself, your respect, then is it a family? You know? 
I have a lot of women that are like, I don't know how you are a single mum. I don't know how you've done this for six years. And I have moments where I think that too. I have moments sometimes where I'm like, Jesus is hard, <laughs> especially with the current climate, especially with the world, the, the way that it's going. I'm not saying it's easy. And I would never, ever push anyone to being a single mum. I always say to them, if they come to me once and they say, this is what we're going through, even if it is quite horrific, usually my advice is we're quite on the fence. I remain neutral to the situation. But if it's a common complaint, we try and unpack where it's coming from. If it's an unmet need or if it's not... If it's something that I'm like, right, we can try and work on this together. Or if it's something that they actually need to go away and work on within their marriage. Broken homes is not what I'm preaching here. Self-respect is. Living your life from a place of wholeness on your own. Worthiness. That is. You can hear in my voice today that it's different to other, not only am I getting over a sickness, but this is different to other podcasts. It's softer, it's a little bit more gentler, it's not as upbeat. And that's because we're discussing serious shit here. But also I really want you to hear me. I want those words to really soak in. I want it to create that question in your mind. If you are in a situation and any, anything from this podcast has resonated, I want you to unpack why it's resonated, what part resonated for you, what can you learn from where you resonated within this podcast, what can you take away. Too many women that I'm speaking to are in mediocre relationships. They're not being loved right and it hurts me. It really hurts me. Because I can only imagine, sure, it gets lonely as a single mum sometimes. But to have someone in the house that is disrespecting you, that is making you shrink down and walk on eggshells, that, man, that must be lonely. It must be way worse than what I face sometimes. The internal world is easy to change when it's myself. The external world, when you're relying on that love from another, it's a different story. I feel for you, I do. But I hope that this has been that catalyst for change that you need. I hope that you've listened to this and been like, wow, I do need to do some work on myself. I am bringing kinesiology out later this year and I know that it's going to shift a lot of grief. It's going to heal a lot of hearts. It's going to rebuild a lot of the unworthiness. I'm excited for that. But the catalyst for change is going to come from you actually admitting where you're at. Within your dating, maybe you need to do some inner work. I'm deep in the inner work right now. Noticing what comes up for me. going through my previous relationships, seeing if there's any trends, unpacking those trends and what that means for me. What was my part within the trends, you know? I'm deep in it as well. I am going to be releasing an incredible workshop on this. 
I feel like it's needed and I feel like it's so necessary for the women to be able to offer them that next step after their reading. That coming home to self after being with someone that hasn't honoured them. You know, it's a big journey. And I'm noticing that a lot of you are in that journey right now. A lot of you have either been left or you've chosen to leave, but no situation. It doesn't make one or the others easier. There's still broken hearts. There's still worthiness that we need to work on and unpack. I'll be releasing that soon. But for now, until that's ready to be birthed, I just want you to acknowledge where you're at with that. I want you to see and feel your own heart. Ask it if it's being honoured. Is it being respected? What is the actual truth that the ego is trying to protect you from? The ego is a tricky bugger. It's very shifty. The self-preservation is always at the back of its mind. The narratives and the falsehoods and the storytelling that pacify you and keep you safe. It's time to begin to release those. Unpack what's underneath it. Lift the veil. Look into your own eyes and ask yourself deep questions. What is it all for? Am I really happy? Am I okay with those red flags? Before I step into this relationship, is it really for me? You know, what am I hoping that this person can bring to the table that I can't bring to myself? Hmm. If that question goes deeper than anything but love and connection, you've got a problem there. Relationships are for the connection only. It's not what that person can give or provide. It's for connection only. But I hope today that we have expressed some things that have needed to be expressed and let some things free that so badly needed to be free. And I hope more than anything that this has found the right ears that if you are listening that you're like, wow, this was meant to find me. I was meant to hear this. I was meant to notice how it applies to my own story. Maybe the story of your love, maybe those narratives. Whatever it is for you, I hope today that you have taken away what you needed and have just felt it really deep in the soul. I'm going to tune out now and I just really so badly wanted to speak this out to honour what's been coming through and really let it kind of vibrate out. (laughs) And I will be back with you soon. But if you have any questions, please do get in touch with me. All the information is in the show notes. And as for my beautiful workshop that I'm currently building, just stay tuned on Instagram and that will be released shortly. Thanks for listening and I'm always here if you need anything. Thank you so much for listening. One of the most beautiful things in life is connection. And I thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to connect with me. 
If you have liked what you have heard and you yourself are wanting to inquire about getting a reading, the information on where to find me is in the show notes. But as always, it was an honour spending this time together today. I hope that you have a beautiful week and I'll see you soon for the next episode.